come. God brought weapons upon the enemies. Tonight, every enemy in your life, every enemy in your life, God bless you. God bless. Can you all hear me, please? Can you all hear me? Father, we give you praise and the glory. Let's try it one more time. 
Thank you, Jesus. God bless you. Just keep sharing. Once you join, then you share. Sharing, just keep sharing. Thank you, Father. We give you praise and the glory. Get ready, get ready. Just keep sharing. Bless the name of the Lord. You want to thank God. Father, I give you praise for my life this evening. I thank you for your protection. I bless your holy name, O、oh、God. Amen. Lift up your voice, begin to bless the name of the Lord, and keep sharing, keep sharing, keep sharing. My God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. God bless you. Just keep sharing. Oh, Jesus, we bless you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord Jesus.
Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. All right, God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. And keep you all strong in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we bless you. We give you all the praise and the glory. God bless you all for joining. We give you all the praise and the glory. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Have your way, Lord, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Your word is already anointed. We thank you, O、oh、God, we thank you. We give you praise. We exalt you for such a wonderful opportunity to come before your presence, even to dive in the waters of your word. We pray in the name of the Lord Jesus. The Bible says that the entrance of thy word giveth light. And he giveth understanding unto the simple. We pray, O God, that the light from the entrance of your word will penetrate into the scales of our eyes, that the scales will fall off, and that our eyes will be opened in the name of the Lord Jesus. We have gathered before thy feet, O God. We know nothing, only thou art our teacher. Therefore, teach us even into the deepest part of your word. That we shall be strong in you, in the name of the Lord Jesus. I'm just a vessel, O、oh、God. Touch my lips with celestial coals of fire. Let me not speak of my own, but to speak even from the verities of the treasures of heaven, that your people will be enlightened, and that they will be lifted up, and that they will be builded up, even by your word, that your name alone will be glorified, in Jesus' precious mighty name. Let this word, the Bible says that, and Jesus entered into the synagogue to teach. 
and the power of God was there to heal. I declare, even as we teach from your scriptures, let there be your power present to heal the sick in the name of Jesus. Let your word break every demonic orchestration against the lives of your people. Let your glory rest upon them in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. My God. My God. My God. Thank you, Holy Ghost. The devil is in trouble. Shumalakata. Kevirus to Paligo, Zimele. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hey, Oh Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hey, All right, God bless you, God bless you, God bless you, hallelujah, 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 my God. I want to welcome all of you to tonight's meeting. It's going to be an awesome time in the presence of the Lord. I believe that today is a day that the Lord predestined even before the foundations of the world that the understanding of his word will come to you with fire and that you'll be lifted up on your feet once again hey don't be in a place of the valley the word of the lord is about to lift you from the valley even to the top of the mountains yes and you shall be built up as an edifice even on top of the mountains And the word of God says that a city that is set on a hill can never be hidden. It is time for your lifting. It is time for your rising. So he said, arise and shine for thy light is come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. I declare the word of God that is coming to you tonight will push you on your feet once again. If you were nearly about to give up, hey, the word of God will push hope into your heart once again. You will know that there is still hope and you will rise and confront that issue and take up your cross and then you shall be among them that have become winners and shall receive rewards from the Father that giveth rewards unto the people that have won victory even by faith 
the Lord is going to lift you. Yes, the, the word of God is going to enter into you like fire. You will rise and confront every trouble of destiny, even in your life. You will look into the face of troubles. You will look into the face of sicknesses and say, Hey, I carry God's word in every deepest part of my DNA. Therefore, you cannot rise against me. There is nothing in my family that will rise against God's word concerning my life. No matter what has been said in my family, the word of God is superior. <laughs> the word of God is superior. It doesn't matter what word has been invoked in your family. As you begin to dive deeper into God's word, hey, say the Lord unto you, you you shall rise again. Dry bones shall rise again. Dry bones shall rise again. Be not afraid. For the word of the Lord by which you were made. The other day the scripture said, For we were made of an incorruptible seed, which is the word of God. What is coming to you is actually that which you are made of. You need to know dimensions of yourself as the word of God cometh. What is coming to you tonight is actually the fabric of your destiny it is the fabric of your makeup it is the fabric of your makeup what is coming to you this evening is what god used to make you as a new creation the devil is trying to tell you you are the old creation you are that fornicator everybody used to know the devil is trying to tell you that you are that that everybody used to know but this is what the Lord is telling you hear my word for I have made all things new for he that be in Christ is a new creation behold all things have become new and all the old things have passed away say the Lord unto you you are a new breed of army that is raising even on the mountain top from the east and he will pour out his anointing even upon you and things that you were afraid off you will not rise against those things hey things that looked into your eyes and put fear inside you you will rise by the word of god and then you shall rise and trample over those things that is what the lord said even the word it which is the sure word of prophecy it is that which gives us clear hope and vision it is that which tells us what god is making out of us it is that which gives us hope Yes, we have no hope anywhere but the word of God. It is our heritage. It is our inheritance. Yes, it is that which was used to make us. Because of that, we do not throw away the word of God. Because of that, we dive deeper into God's word. Because of that, we can do anything just to be swallowed up by the word of God. Because we know that we rise on the wings of the word. The Holy Ghost is even here because of the word. There is nothing that that was made without the word. That is why one word from God alone can change your destiny. Hey, there is a word about to hit your spirit tonight. There is a word about to enter into the deepest faculties of your being. You will rise and say, Indeed, I am a child of God. You will rise and say, The devil, shut up. This is what the Lord says I am. What you are saying doesn't matter. I will give my ears to the word of God. And it is that which will cause me to rise and be glorious in destiny the word of the lord is coming to you be not afraid what the devil has told you is not true let god be true
and every other thing be a liar. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. My God, my God. One word from the Lord. One word from the Lord. My God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. And keep you all strong, even in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. All right, God bless you all. I want to welcome all of you once again to the mountain of the eagles. Hey, we are the Eagles Mountain International. We are on the mountain of the Lord. We are the people that God gave birth to, even on top of the mountains. We were not born on the earth. We were not born into sand. We were born on top of the mountains. And on top of the mountains, issues are tough. Yes, we were born in tough times. Because of that, tough issues can't put us down. Because we were even born into troubles already. Because of that, troubles can't look into our face and shout. When we shout at trouble, it flees. Hey. We were born on top of the mountains. Hey, no matter what the devil will do to us, hey, our skins are tougher, tougher than the back of a tortoise. Our skins are tough than the my goodness. We look into the face of troubles. We look into the face of sicknesses and say, What are you trying to say? Do you think you are stronger than the word of God, which has toughened my skin? Get out of my life. This is when we say a man is rising in victory. This is when we say a man is walking in the corridors of power. When sicknesses are afraid to come near your dwelling, when they want to enter into the houses of people, but when they see, they say, No, this lady's house we do not venture because if we enter, we will die and never rise again. The devil is a bastard. From today, receive a toughening of your skin by the power of the word of God. Be not afraid, for every situation came to meet you. Yes. Whether it is sickness, whether it is delay, whether it is divorce, no matter the issue is, hey, it came to meet you. Do you know why I say that? Because you were made with the word of God. And the word of God was what God used to make all things. There is no sickness that came before God's word. There is no sickness, no trouble, no trouble that came before God's word. I look inside my skin and I see a different blood flowing through my veins. And I know that surely this is the blood of Jesus. Yes, I remember he told me to take his blood and his body. I took it the other time. And after doing that, I realized that something was hitting on the inside of me. I couldn't sleep long like I used to. I started waking up at dawn to pray. I knew that a certain DNA has entered my blood. Because of that, I cannot live like a mere man. Right now, if it were to be those times, I would have been watching all kinds of movies, doing all kinds of unnecessary things. But I am here to hearken to the voice of the Lord from His word. It means that something has changed from the inside of us. Yes, we are 
chasing after God. Eh, because of this, witches can get close. Because they know if they dare to touch our lives, they are in serious trouble. By reason of the word, I declare tonight, no witch will fly in your family. But if you will be to eradicate for more in the name of the Lord Jesus, the devil is in trouble tonight. Eh, the devil is in trouble tonight. Mopaku akivotais, weluasaklisus. My God, my God, my God, my God. Sure, the devil is in trouble. The devil is in a serious trouble. Those times when we did not know that we were fortified with the word of God. Those times when we did not know. That when God anoints a man, he will declare something on that anointed man and will tell the world, touch not that my anointed. If you do that me, I will destroy nations because of my anointed. Those times when we did not know, the devil played with our destinies. Hey, when we did not know that sleeping with a lady you are not married to can drain every good thing on the inside of you. The devil showed us that it was a good thing. Little did we know that we were exchanging our destiny for pleasure, which would never last. But when God opened our eyes, then we realized that there is more in waiting on God. There is more in building up treasures than in following pleasures. Hey, when God opened our eyes, we understood that the devil had robbed us of many things. But hey, the word of God said in Job 20 verse 15, that the devil has swallowed up many riches, but he shall vomit them. For God will cast them out of his belly. No matter what you have lost, it is coming back to your hands in the name of the Lord Jesus. That traveling you lost, hey, it will come back. And this time around, it, it will not be only one country. Nations will be calling unto thee because of the anointing. In the name of the Lord Jesus, the devil is in trouble. The devil is in deep trouble. The devil is in deep trouble. Those times when the devil touches our lives, we cry. And as we keep crying, he keeps working evil against us. But when a certain revelation hit our spirit, that when issues are going wrong, we don't cry, we pray, and we started praying, then the devil knew, hey, these people have taken a different level, and I can't fight them, because when they go to God in prayer, ah, so the songwriter said, oh, what a great victory we always forfeit, what a great victory. What a great victory we always forfeit. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. All because. But this time around, understanding the process and the principle of prayer, the devil knew he has lost something. He has lost something. Hey, when a certain revelation hit our spirit, now when they insult us, we even pray for them. Then the devil knew that now they are not like people I can work against. He has lost something great. 
He has lost something. First, now you can insult your parents. But now, when you get angry, you enter your room and say, God, have mercy on me. The devil knew he has lost something. I, Because he wanted you to insult your helper so that you will not be helped again. But this time around, you prayed for mercy. And when the mercy came, you related with people as Jesus would have related with them. And doors started opening for you. The devil has lost something. He has lost something. That is why all angels will clap their hands when one man repents. All angels will rise and give glory to God and clap their hands. And the repentance of only one man. Do you know what it means for a man to repent and say, I will follow after the cause of God? It means the devil has lost a soul. And he took that soul for Jesus, God himself, to come to the earth to die. The devil is in trouble. The devil is in trouble. Do not count what Jesus has done for you as a mere thing. It will be a great insult to the throne of God. He died and bought you with his precious blood. Therefore, live for him, for he died for you. May the hand of the Lord come upon you and strengthen you in the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. All right, God bless you. God bless you. Let's quickly jump into the world. Something will happen tonight. I know something is about to happen. Some of you, addictions will be broken from your lives. Addictions addictions some of you you are addicted to pornography you are addicted to fornications you are addicted to negative and evil things that the enemy capitalize on to drain your graces and to destroy your life hey yeah, the Bible said the word of God is like a hammer breaking every hardened thing hey I break that addiction from your head in Jesus mighty name Share. Yes, that uncle of yours that are falling into the deep waters of drunkenness that keeps drinking, the hand of the Lord is about to touch him right now. He will be free. Yes, some way, somehow, God will touch him. He will, he will, when he smells alcohol, he will vomit. I know a God. I know a God. I know a God that can break an issue of 200 years within a second ah he said i am the god of all flesh is there anything hey molokopaya is there anything too hard for me i have never seen such i have never seen such don't doubt god don't doubt god don't let what witches and wizards are doing cause you to doubt God. No. Keep your faith in God. Keep your faith in God. No matter the matter. John the Revelator was captured into prison on a certain island called the island of Patmos. He was being beaten. But in that same period, he said, From when shall I go from your presence, O God? Ah, 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 when the Pharisees and the Sadducees were after the disciples to kill them, many people ran away from Jesus. And Jesus looked into the eyes of Peter and said, Peter, will you also go? And I love the three versions. Peter said, Every day, why in China you influence and call? 
isanse wonkuto na wo dan kwasem na yate ayenyan kwan oh my god wonkuto only you the lord is causing somebody to be revived ensure ate don't let what you are seeing put fear in your heart not at all don't give the devil the chance don't give the devil the chance many things that are happening around you they are fake mm. they are like mirages the devil is trying to keep your focus on them so that he can gain root over your life but hey tell the devil you know the truth every other thing is a lie you know the truth and the truth of God's word is that you were healed by his stripes so that sign or symptom showing forth in your body is not true look at it and say hey get out of me i am dealing with truth not lies get out i am dealing with truth not lies get out you have no place When you begin to cry, you will let the enemy gain mastery. That is why we do not walk with sight, but by faith. Because it is only faith that can look into a dead situation physically and look at it as a life come and life will just come out of it. Ah. When God even saw that darkness was upon the face of the deep, he said let there be light. How? He looked into the deepest part of darkness and saw light. <laughs> darkness was upon the face of the deep and that word deep actually is speaking of the deepest part of the sea where there is so much thick darkness but in that darkness there is a certain deeper part of the sea when you touch that side everything that comes out of that place is dark black dark and it is from that point of the sea we even get crude oil crude oil and we all know the color of crude oil very black and dark but the bible said out of this crude oil is light my god god said to moses that moses go even towards the olive tree beat the olive tree oil will come out and let the oil be for light so crude oil that is coming from darkness the dark part of the sea is actually for light so do you know why god picks light out of darkness so that situation you think can never be well hey it is in that situation god is going to bring a great testimony you don't know god is going to bring forth a great testimony out of that situation they took you to the hospital thinking you would die hey it was in that same hospital on that same hospital bed that an angel appeared to you <laughs> and said my daughter rise for i will use you to transform the nations of the world hey on that hospital bed what are you talking about god is not restricted god he's not restricted by our troubles not at all not at all I know God. He's a, he's, he, he's a specialist in picking nothing 
and making it something in front of everything. I know a God. I know a God. I know a God. Share. Don't let the devil gain mastery over you. Not at all. No matter the matter. You know what the Bible said? James chapter 4, verse 7 and 8. He says, Submit yourself therefore unto God. Resist the devil and he will flee. Ha! This devil that has been proven trying to behave as if it is a, a, a roaring lion. The Bible said it is not. When you resist the devil, he will not even run. He will flee. He will flee. There is a certain resisting effect. <laughs> when the Holy Ghost enters a man, he builds a certain capacity for resistance. The same way, you see, look at some of these little, little beds. They will go and stand on a high tension wire. They can stand on it for 55 days. Nothing will happen to these beds. But when a normal human being touches those high tension wire, it will shock the person to death. Why? There is a certain insulator in the, in the feet of those beds. And those insulators resist electrical currents from running through the system of the bed. It is called an insulator. Hey, God is building a certain insulator inside you. And the purpose of this insulator is to resist the devil. And he will flee. <laughs> hey, Komala Tusupaladai. And when that happens, the same situation that got you into tears last week, you will laugh at the situation and say, What are you trying to do? I am a different person now. Get out of my sight. Hey, hey, my God, God is building men of faith. Yes, God is building men of faith. God is building men of faith. Hey, no matter how the situation will look like in the physical, switch your vision, switch your vision from sight to faith. Hey. And as you begin to look at things with the eyes of faith, do you know what? You have already conquered the world. Because what the world is doing is that it will keep your sight on things and let you think that what you are seeing is the reality. But when you switch your vision from sight to faith, do you overcome the world. And the Bible said, this is the victory that overcomes the world. Even our faith. Yeah. Yeah, some years back, we were born by our mothers. But this time around, we have been born of God. So the Bible said, he that is born of God overcomes the world. He that is born of God overcomes the world. So there is a song that says, when you yam and tissue or modi, ah, 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 eh, praise be nyanko ponetias, what him? Pentecost nyanko ponetias, apostolic nyanko ponetias, eh, titi nyanko pon. 
or the you are no mere Jumano or Tiasi. He is still alive and he will prove himself strong in your life. A more common to I, Makion Yang Copon or Tiasi. On our summer Pentacles, just sunny, you know. Ah, and Nayan Sugana for Timidina Bunga did in Sanyan Copon Crona make an assembly. He's not dead, he's still alive. He's alive. Eh, Nancopona would be Elijah no mere Jumano, Ujanyan Copon, or the Sotia say. Hey, Abraham Nancopona would name Gidius with Gibias in the Penny Lanka. So that Sotia say. And you begin to doubt yourself. Now, But the Lord is speaking to you. And you know how we, we switch our vision from sight to faith by looking unto Jesus <laughs> because He's the author and finisher of our faith. Looking unto Jesus. Hey! And how do we look unto Jesus now, even as we don't see Him physically? I put my face in the Word of God, for the Word is Christ. I look into it and I hear Him say, You were healed. By my stripes, and I say, really, then no sickness have the mastery over my body. Get out. When I look into the word, I am beholding Jesus. And he said, even as I look into the word, he will transform me and change me from one glory to another. And until all the time the devil is trying to keep your focus from the word, so you focus on worldly and earthly things. But the devil is a liar. And I said, the devil is a liar. All right, God bless you right now that your faith has been lifted. Something is doing me right now. There is something moving inside my body. The devil is in a serious trouble. You know God spoke to you. Yes, you picked it in a dream. You picked it in a vision. You were studying the scriptures and you picked it. Yes, God through a prophet told you, I will do this. But a town for Soria Madena yet to say intimini ho. If you look at that, the devil will take faith out of you and plant fear. And fear is F-E-A-R. It means false evidence appearing real. False evidence appearing real. It is a false evidence, but it is appearing as if it is real. It is a lie. It is not true. And once you look at something and you are afraid of it, it is not real. Be not afraid.
The reality is what God has said. Ne radin kan ye bi anya no kure da. Ti ne urade asem ye no kure no. The Bible says sanctify them by your word for thy word is truth. E urade asem kuto ne no kure. Any other thing that is not the word of God is not true. Don't believe it. Don't believe it. The doctors told you you will die. Look at what God. Ode ti ne urade ka. Sure. When David's own son was chasing after David to kill him, a lot of thoughts were coming into the minds of David. Hey, David, you will die, you will die, you will die. But he stood and said, I shall not die, but I will live and declare the works of God. Sure, who told you you would die before your time? I, I shut that mouth up in the name of Jesus. Who told you that that traveling girl said you would travel? It will not happen. Who told you? Who born that devil? Who born that witch? Who born that wicked personality? Who told you that that glorious marriage God promised you will not manifest? Who told you? Many are the plans in a man's heart, but it is only the purposes of God, the counsel of God, that shall stand. Yet the enemy say, "Jehovah, in your coupon, you must send me the Jinasu bomb pie, and your tamfwa can yet Daniela." God punish the devil. God bless you. I want to. I want us to dive into the word of God, but something is pushing me to speak. I know many of you are so down. You don't know what to do. You don't know the next step to take. You don't even know what to do. Issues are trying to drown you, but the Lord is speaking to you. Hey, mo akum am pejamre wadimu. Rise, rise from the ashes. Rise from the ashes. And mnyambi chen wosroho. Entna mneni, No, don't be in that valley. Rise. There is a glory waiting for you at the top of the mountain. That is why he said, "Arise and shine, for thy light is come." Oh, hine pi, sorry ne shine na oh hine reba ne uladi nyankupo ni minamino ashine ewo oso. Yeah, oh hono mna tamfo soson die boni na oyemsi shose you will die before your time. I declare that dream is going back to the one that formed it in the name of Jesus. All these are evil voices from the enemy. I mute those voices in the name of Jesus. God punish the devil. God punish the devil. Demons will not gain mastery over your life. It is not true. We mute that voice in the name of Jesus.
God bless you. God bless you. God bless you and keep you all strong. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Alright, God bless you. Want to zoom quickly into the Word of God. Want to zoom quickly into the Word of God. We are handling a matter, a very, 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 very profound and powerful, sensitive matter in the Christendom. In the Christendom. And when you hear Christendom, we are actually speaking of the kingdom of Christ. The kingdom of Christ. We are about to handle a very powerful, profound, sensitive, spiritual, glorious truth of God's word. And you need to understand these things. We want to talk about understanding spiritual maturity. Understanding spiritual maturity. Understanding spiritual maturity. Yesterday we cleared the debris and all the weeds. Today we are going to lay a foundation. Today we are going to lay a foundation so that with time we can build upon that foundation that has been laid. All right. Understanding spiritual maturity. Now, one of the things you need to know and understand just as physical birth is, nobody is born an adult. Nobody is born an adult. You are first born as a child. Then you need to grow from childhood into adulthood. So the process of from childhood into adulthood is called maturity. Growing from childhood into adulthood is maturity. Now, there is a slight difference between growth and maturity. There is a slight difference between growth and maturity. A person can grow in so many areas of his life. A person can grow in so many areas of his life. The Bible said that and Jesus grew in stature and he had favor with God and with men. Jesus, he grew in stature. So it is one thing to grow in stature, another thing to grow in age, another thing to grow in different parts of your life. That is growth. But when it comes to maturity, maturity is actually towards a certain peak or a certain landmark or let me say a certain drawn line.
There are many people you can look at them when you see their stature, you think they are about 55 years. But when you look at them and you go back to check their age, they are around 15. So they have grown in stature but not in age. That is growth. That is not maturity. So, growth can take place in so many realms of a man. But when we are speaking of maturity, there is a certain line that God has drawn. When any person hits that line, the person has matured. And maturity of a believer is seen when the believer begins to bear the fruits of the Spirit. When a believer begins to bear the fruit of the Spirit, he has entered into the point of maturity. Because the Bible says the righteous is like a palm tree. And before the palm fruits actually manifest, the palm fronds and everything will, full, will come before the fruits. And the fact that you are seeing the palm fronts and everything does not necessarily mean that that palm tree has grown or has entered into the place of maturity until the fruits are found on it. Are you all following? Great. So now. Let me actually、um, speak concerning spiritual maturity in its universal and absolute sense before we dive into the Christian kingdom, which is the Christendom. So, let me first speak of it in the universal or the absolute sense. Listen, in the universal sense of spiritual maturity, When you bring spirits actually mature, spirits mature, but spirits do not mature in stature. So if I am seeing my spirit, if I saw my spirit when I was five years old, and I see my spirit again when I am 30 years old, There will be no difference. My spirit does not grow in stature. The maturity and the growth of spirits are actually in the sense of capacity. And this capacity is speaking of the capacity to accommodate light. So, the amount of light you possess as a spirit being determines your maturity level. Now, follow me. I'm still laying foundations. When you enter into the kingdom of darkness, There are ranks 
Let's take witchcraft coven as an example. When somebody receives the witchcraft spirit and the person now enters into the coven of witchcraft, there are processes that the person must follow. There are things that the person must do in order to be promoted into levels of elevation. So there is a point where when a person receives witchcraft from the beginning, the person does not really know things about witchcraft. So mostly, it takes somebody who has been a witch or who is a witch that will school this new personality in the things of witchcraft. And they school the person in a way that the person will begin to run after. Now, let me just say this one. I don't want to go ahead of myself. We don't desire spiritual growth or spiritual maturity. We don't desire. It is not a gift. It is only a gift that a man desires. But as for spiritual growth, we sacrifice into it. Listen, we sacrifice into spiritual maturity. If you want to know a matured man, he is a man of sacrifice. You don't desire to grow spiritually and you grow. It is, it is never done in any kingdom. Not in God's kingdom, not in the kingdom of darkness. It is a work of sacrifice. In, that is why I said I'm speaking of spiritual maturity in its universal and absolute sense. You cannot mature spiritually without sacrifice. Get that. So when a witch wants to ascend to the throne of being the queen mother of one coven, there is a certain sacrifice she is supposed to bring. So maybe, and you see, most of the things that a man would do in order to be lifted or promoted in spiritual ranks is that the man has to sacrifice what he or she loves the most. <laughs> what he or she loves the most is what you are supposed to sacrifice. And until you sacrifice what you love the most, spiritual maturity is far from you. So somebody will enter a church and all of a sudden the Holy Ghost will whisper into the ears of the person. Take all that 500 Ghana cities in your wallet and drop it on the altar. And the person will start asking, huh? Lord, are you the one speaking or it is my mind? 
And the Lord said, I am he that speaketh unto thee. What thou doest, do, do it quickly. Aguba hmm. Lakata. Hey, how Abraham spent a lot of years believing God for a child. And after God gave the child, God said, Go and sacrifice that child to me. Ah, God, what did you say? And that is where the line is drawn between boys and men. Are you all following? We are now about to start to. Great, great. So now let's move on. Hebrews chapter 5. Let's come into the matter of the kingdom of God. Hebrews chapter 5. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 12. The fifth chapter of the book of Hebrews. The verse 12. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 12. The Bible says that for when for the time ye ought to be teachers. Now take notice of this scripture very well because we are going to dissect and bisect the verse. So follow. He said, For when for the time ye ought to be teachers, ye have need that one teach you again which be the first principles of the oracles of God, and are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. Verse 13. For everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. Verse 14, but strong meat belong to them that are full of age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. What a verse. Now, When you read the ISV version, he says, In fact, though by now you should be teachers, you still need someone to teach you the basic truth of God's word. You have become people who need milk instead of solid food. For everyone who lives on milk is still a baby and does not yet know the difference between right and wrong. Mm. Verse 14, But solid food is for mature people whose minds are trained by practice to distinguish good from evil my goodness <laughs> my goodness what a verse he said for by now you should be teachers by now you should be teachers 
But still, you need people to teach you the basic truths of God's word. The King James calls it the first principles of the oracles of God. I love that one. The first principles of the oracles of God. How come you that I thought you should be teachers, you should be well acquainted, built in the word of God, that you should now start teaching people. You still need somebody to come and teach you the basic things in the word of God. This is also telling us that when you come to the word of God, there are basic things and there are complex things. Get that. There are basic things in God's word and there are complex matters. And Paul said, For he that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness. We begin to break things down so that you know that the word of God that we have actually is in levels. Not everybody will understand everything in God's word at the level that they are. So when you speak of a certain truth from your realm and somebody below your realm is speaking against it, leave the person alone. He has not grown. He has not matured because strong meat are for the matured. Them that have come full of age. There are certain people, no matter what you say, they will reject it because at their level, what you are saying is too high for them. Understand these things. So Paul said, now you should have been teachers, but you still need people to teach you the first principles of the oracles of God. And he said, if you do that, then you are like them that it takes milk, because milk actually stands for the dimension of God's word, which is the basic truth, the basic things of God's word. They are known as milk. The basic truth of God's word. They are known as milk. So when you read the book of 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 2, he said, as babes desire the milk of God's word. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 2. He said, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that ye may grow thereby. Now, who were, who were the people that Peter was speaking to? He said, as newborn babies. So, the dimension of God's word, which is known as milk, is not for the matured ones. They have grown past that level. It is for those who are still babies in Christ. So, we are all in Christ, but there are people who are babies, and there are men who have come to the realm of maturity. The same way you do not give fufu or pounded yam to a two-day-old baby. It is the same way you don't carry breast milk and give it to a man that is 45 years. 
because every level you find yourself and the food of God's word you partake of. Are you all following? Good. Now, spiritual maturity does not speak of the day you the number of years you have been a Christian. That is that is not maturity. So you can't come and say, I believed in the Lord Jesus Christ for 40 good years. You, you just came, you are trying to tell. That is, that is deception. Don't let anybody deceive you. Spiritual maturity is not quantified. It's not measured by the chronology of time of your belief in faith in, in, in the Lord. You can't have been a believer for 50 years, so I am matured than you in, in the spirit. It's a lie. Spiritual growth is not measured by time. <laughs> Nana said, so are some of us babies, let me tell you, that some, you see a young guy, maybe 10 years old, who believed in the Lord Jesus for like one year, just one year ago. And that young guy is matured in the spirit that, than an old man who is 50 years that has believed in the Lord for 30 years. You don't joke with spiritual things. You don't work like natural things. So don't let anybody use his age to, to scare you. When did you come? We, we have been in the system for too long. Do you know the dynamics? Do you know the do's and don'ts? Do you know the, the, the pros and cons? Do you know the this and this of Massa? Be like Elihu and say to the man, I kept quiet for you to speak because I thought that long days should teach wisdom. But little did I know that longer days do not necessarily teach wisdom. But there is a spirit in man, and the inspiration of the Almighty giveth them understanding. It is only the Holy Ghost that measures a man's spiritual growth. It is not the time you have believed in the Lord Jesus. And when Elihu started speaking, all the other friends of Job that were mature realized that they, they, they were actually not mature people. They were rather the babes. God punished the devil. Now, let's begin to understand some things. Do you know that you have been born again? Do you know? 
good. So who gave birth to you again? Who gave birth to you? Some are saying the Holy Spirit. Some are saying Jesus Christ. So who who gave birth to you? When we read the book of John chapter 3, the book of John chapter 3, the Bible said, a certain man by name Nicodemus came to Jesus. And when he came to Jesus in the night, he looked at Jesus and said, Rabbi, no one can do what you do except God is with the person. And the moment he said that Jesus said unto him in verse 3 of John chapter 3 Jesus said and Jesus answered and said unto him verily verily I say unto thee except a man be born again he cannot see the kingdom of God verse 4 then the Bible Nicodemus said unto him how can I be born when he how can a man be born when he is old can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus looked at him and laughed and said, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. So at this point, what Jesus was talking, was telling Nicodemus was that it is not your mother that will give birth to you again, but it is water and spirit. Then he went further to say, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. <laughs> so it is the Holy Ghost coupled with the waters. What is the waters? What is the waters? Ephesians chapter 5 verse 26 Ephesians chapter 5 verse 26 The Bible said that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washings of water by the word That he might sanctify and cleanse it by the washings of water by the word So that water speaks actually of the word of God so you were actually born of the word and of the spirit. You were born by the word and the spirit. So the water stands for the word of God. 
And the Bible said that this word of God, according to the book of Ephesians 5, verse 26, the word of God washes and sanctifies. The word of God washes and sanctifies. So when we read the book of John, chapter 17, verse 17, Jesus was praying to God and he said, Oh God, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Sanctify them through thy truth, for thy word is truth. So the word of God actually sanctifies. So Jesus also made a statement. He said, No krasema mwenya tinti muhuefi. So the waters actually is speaking of the word of God and the spirit is the Holy Ghost. So we were actually born by the word and the spirit. This is why the only thing we must feed on is that which gave birth to us. We feed on the word and we feed on the spirit. Any other thing is Babel. And when you pick the word, there are progressions in the word. The word of God is not just one muscle of Banku that you can say, This is it. No, the word of God is in progressions. Now, somebody. If you take your Bible right now, if you take your Bible right now, and I ask you what is in your hand, you say Bible, and I'll ask what is the Bible, you say the Word of God. Is that not what you say? Okay. Now, do you know that every, all the Bibles in this world, do you know that we can just gather everything to all the, those Bibles in this world and set them on fire and they will all burn? Do you know that? Good. So when that happens, Jesus said, even if all things pass away, my word will not pass away. So if we burn all those Bibles in this world, does that mean that the word of God has passed away? Okay, so now, if the Bible is the word of God, And we burn everything. Which word of God do we have again? I want you to know. Shazavu said, It shall never burn. Oh, it can burn. It can burn. It can burn. We can burn all the Bibles in this world right now.
It's true, we can burn. We can burn it. Yeah, there was a certain house that fire actually caught that house. And everything got burnt with the exception of a Bible. There was another house too that caught fire. Everything got burnt, including the Bible. So, what is the difference? Haven't you seen that before? Um, who be that? Oh, who so be Bible? I said that. Oh, up our Bible new crown, or treasure to me as Asia. Go and ask Lord Kenya. No, the Bible or the pages, and not the real boom. No, I see the evangelist of God. But now God has changed his life. He's a great evangelist. The same Bible he was burning, he's preaching it with aggressiveness and power. And you think this, what we have here, the Bible cannot burn? In fact, let me tell you. The word Bible actually speaks of a compendium of books. That is why, when it comes to the Christian dimension, we add holy to it. For it to become a holy Bible. Because Bible in itself is not God's word, as in my word is Bible. No, Bible is just a name. It is just a name. There are Bibles that we have. When you go to some of the big, big libraries, there are a lot of Bibles. But they are not holy Bibles of the Christians. Understand these things. You go on the Bible to for my Jesus. But Bible now has an old now, what am I trying to say? I'm trying to let us know that there are dimensions of God's word. There are dimensions of God's word. We have the written word of God, which is the Bible we have. That is not the only word of God. So even if this written word of God, the Bible gets bent, there are other dimensions of God's word that are present. We have the spoken word of God. And we have the proceeding word of God. So when the devil came to tempt Jesus, in John chapter 4, in Matthew chapter 4, the Bible says that, the devil said to Jesus, turn this stone to bread. Then Jesus looked into the eyes of the devil and said, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. That proceeds. He did not say, but by every word that God has written. Or that by every word that God has spoken. He said, but by a word that proceeds. It is actually a present tense kind of thing so there is a word god is speaking now 
and that word God is speaking now is what you live on. There is a dime, it is called the proceeding word of God. It is different from the spoken word of God, and it is different from the written word of God. But they are all the word of God. And in fact, if you look at the scriptures very well, the Bible actually distinguishes between the dimensions of God's word. And every dimension of God's word and the level of maturity it associates with. Understand that the word of God is food to the believer. And every dimension of the word of God and the spiritual maturity level it associates with. So there is a word, a dimension of God's word called the word of righteousness. The word of righteousness. And the book of Hebrews made mention of that. The Bible said in the book of Hebrews chapter 5, verse 13 that for everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness for he is a babe everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness. So we have the dimension of God's word known as the word of righteousness. And this dimension of God's word have certain dimensions of meals or foods it gives. Follow me, pa. We are now diving into the word of God. So please follow. So you look at the scripture that says that anyone that uses milk is unskillful. The Bible did not say that anyone that uses milk does not have the word, the word of righteousness. No. He said anyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness. So when you pick the word of righteousness as one dimension of God's word, it has certain levels in itself. One of them is from the beginning, which is the word of God as milk. So in the word of righteousness, there is the milk dimension. There is another dimension in the word of righteousness. That one is for skilled people who have grown from using milk to a higher level. The same word of righteousness. Are you getting the picture I'm painting to you now? 
Somebody said, I'm confused, please. Okay, let me break it down. Let me break it down. I said, when you pick the word of God as a whole, there are dimensions of the word of God. And the first dimension of the word of God is called the word of righteousness. The same word of God. The word of righteousness. In the book of Hebrews chapter 5 verse 13. Now when you pick the word of righteousness. As one dimension of God's word. It also have, has other subordinates. Or other subsets. Of God's word. Are you getting the picture? And one of the subsets of the word of righteousness is called milk. The milk of the word of God. The milk. Milk. Are you all with me? Good. There are other dimensions of the same word of righteousness apart from the milk. So the first meal that a child is supposed to eat when the child is born is called milk. And we all know the kind of milk, the breast milk. And this breast milk is a dimension of God's word known as, it's part of a dimension of God's word known as the word of righteousness. So when we read 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 2, the word of God says that as newborn babies desire the sincere milk of the word of God. As newborn babies. That is also to tell you that the dimension of God's word as milk is given to newborn babies. Write, write it down. Newborn babies. And that word newborn babies is the Greek word brephus. 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 So anybody that gets born again, that you receive the Lord Jesus as your personal savior, the moment you get born again, you have been born in as a newborn baby. So you become a brephus. And the moment you are born again, there is only one dimension of the word of God you need. It is called the milk of God's word. You don't jump to a different dimension of God's word. You will destroy your own self. Brephos. B-R-E-P-H-O-S. B-R-E-P-H-O-S. Brephos. When we read the book of 2 Timothy, chapter 3, verse 15, the Bible said, 
and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures. That word child there is the word brephos, which means from and be, you being a newborn baby. So Jesus was speaking to Nicodemus in the book of John chapter 3. And he said, Until a man be born again, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. So that being born again, a person is not born an adult. You are first born into a newborn baby. And that newborn baby is a level of spiritual maturity. The first level of spiritual maturity as a Christian is you being born again as a breathless. And in fact, there are many people in church, they have been born again, they have been in church for 15 years, but they are still breathless. Because they are still feeding on milk. And Paul said, Anybody that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness. The word of righteousness is there, but you are unskillful. Because when you are skillful, you don't partake of milk. You go to a higher level in the same word of righteousness. So after a child has eaten or taken of the breast milk, Yes, Nana, exactly. The word of God, which is the milk dimension of God's word, is given to newborn babies. The same way Elsie used to feed on breast milk before she started eating of porridge. So porridge level is one another dimension of the word of righteousness. Yeah, Elsie. Are you all following? Uh, who is watching that TV? Turn it off. Turn it off. Good. I said turn it off. I didn't say lower the volume. There's a TV now where I just saw Barry. Now we may do light no man saw for two weeks. Obekase me and me na maye. Kufi Adam, Kufi Adam.
Good. Good. Keep following. So now, a person who is freshly born again is a newborn baby. In the spirit and in our kingdom spiritual growth, that person is called a breathus. Breathus. And there's a dimension of God's word that this person feeds on. That dimension of God's word the person feeds on is called the milk of God's word. The sincere milk of God's word. Now, what is the sincere milk of God's word? Paul said, Paul said, in the book of Hebrews chapter 5 verse 12, he said, in fact, though by now you should be teachers, you still need someone to teach you the basic truths of God's word. So the sincere milk actually is called the basic truth of God's word. The King James says that it is called the first principles of the oracles of God. The first principles of the oracles of God. Nana said I will teach my friends about this topic. <laughs> That's amazing. God bless you. The first principles of the oracles of God. So any born again Christian, you are now born again. There's a dimension of God's word you are supposed to feed on. And that dimension of God's word is called the first principles of the oracles of God. Or the basic truth. The basic truth of God's word. Now, what are the basic truths of God's word? Hebrews chapter 6. Hebrews chapter 6. The Bible said, Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, which is the first principles of the oracles of God, let us go on to perfection. Other versions will say, let us go on to maturity. Not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works. Now, so these are the first principles of the oracles of God. They are known as the principles of the doctrine of Christ. These are the first principles, the first things that a man who is freshly born again is supposed to know. He said, therefore, leaving behind the elementary teachings about the Messiah, elementary, the basic teachings, let us continue to be carried along to maturity. Not laying again the foundation. So now, the word of God, which is the first principles of, of the oracles of God, also, which is the sincere milk, of the word of God is known as the basic truths of God's word and they are known as foundations 
exactly i love this version he says that now now is the time for us to progress beyond the basic message of christ and advance into perfection the foundation has already been laid for us to build upon turning away from our dead works to embrace faith in god so it is a foundation the basic truths of god's word is the foundation of the word of god so the foundation of every child is actually the breast milk from their mother it is the basic principles of the word of christ and every believer once you get born again that is the dimension of god's word you are supposed to feed on first and what are these dimensions of god's word they are known as the foundations the foundations the first one is repentance from dead works write it down repentance from dead works we are still talking about the miracle repentance from dead works the second one is faith toward god faith toward god the third one is the doctrine of baptisms not baptism baptisms the doctrine of baptisms the fourth one is the laying on of hands hey all these are basic truths of god's word foundations think that by now if you are a christian you should have known long time hmm. The fourth one is resurrection of the dead. I think the fifth one also. Resurrection of the dead. And the last one is eternal judgment. Eternal judgment. Eternal judgment. So now, if you are still here and you are struggling with baptism in my church we do not we, we, we do not sprinkle the people we do this we do in my church this if you are here there are people struggling with the doctrine of baptisms if you are still struggling with repentance from dead works if you are still struggling with laying on of hands you don't understand the principles if you are still struggling with judgment you don't know how judgment is going to be they told we are all going to line up before God. So the sinner would line up with the righteous and God will now start separating. They told you that you don't know. You don't if you don't know these things, let me tell you the gospel truth. You are still a breathless. <laughs> you are a newborn baby. Hey! So this is to tell there are many pastors who are newborn babies in our kingdom. Many men of God. Pastors, they are breathless.
and you go to a church, the only thing they are preaching about, the only thing the men of God are preaching about is baptisms. In this church, we do not, if you are, you are sprinkled with water, it means you are not yet baptized. You have to be dipped in this and this and this and this every day. That is what they are talking about. Every day. Every day. Every day. That is what they are talking about. Every day they are talking about repentance from dead works. Repent, oh, you go to hell, oh, repent, oh, repent, oh, repent, oh, repent. Eh? If you wear trousers, you go to hell. If you do makeup, you go to hell. If you do this nonsense preachings. They are all brefus. Brefus. That even churches, when they see that your church does not do what they do, they, they, only know, they know that you are going to hell. They think you are going to hell. There are certain churches, they believe we do not take communion. Like Jehovah's Witnesses. So if, you, if your church is partaking of Holy Communion, they think you are going to hell. These are first principles. These are basic things. That the very day you got born again, you should have known all these things. But you have been in the Lord. When we count your physical years, like 8 years, 10 years, 12 years, 15 years, and you are still not grown. You don't understand these things. My brother, my sister, you are a breakfast. Go back. What you need is the sincere milk. And you see the way a child is always desiring to take the mother's breast and take the breast milk. It is the same way you are supposed to desire the sincere milk of the word of God. Are you all following? If you are still struggling with the matter of laying on of hands, you are still a babe. You are a newborn baby. Go back and build up yourself. These are foundations. If you don't build yourself on that, anything you are doing will fall down. Because you cannot build a house without laying a foundation. That is why as, as a, a great privilege to be your pastor, I want you to know, and come share here, but and come share is not all ministry, it's not that which ministry is all about. You need to understand the matters of God's word.
Someone said, the scales are removing from my eyes. Great. And one of these is we'll, we'll handle the matter of the milk of God's word. We'll talk about the six foundations of the doctrines of Christ. We'll pick that of repentance from dead works. We'll pick that of faith toward God. We'll pick that of doctrine of baptisms. So there are different kinds of baptism. You need to understand all these baptisms. Somebody thinks that certain churches, they believe that if you are not baptized in water, you shouldn't be baptized by the Holy Ghost. I love what Nana is saying. Nana said, whenever I tell them to baptize me, they say I have not yet reached that age. So I told God to baptize me with his spirit. I love that. <laughs> there is a 10-year guy speaking like that. Oh. A 10-year, oh my goodness. Exactly. Cornelius, he was an unbeliever. But he saw angels. He was speaking to God. The Holy Ghost was ministering to him. And an angel appeared to him and said, You have not yet been saved. Hey, a man that has not yet been saved. That man was seeing angels. The angel said, Send some of your servants to this place. There is a man there called Peter. Call him. When he comes, he will preach the word of God to you and you will be baptized in the Holy Ghost. And the Bible said they went to call Peter. Whilst Peter was preaching, no, the Holy Somebody said, so please, Papa, if you preach about repentance, are you giving a breathful teachings? You see, there are dimensions of repentance that we need to understand. There are dimensions of repentance that we need to understand. You can't go to a believing church where everybody there is a believer. And you are, the only preaching you can preach is that repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. It's a, you, are, you are missing it. If you are preaching this message to believers, what will you go and preach to those who are not yet saved? Repent or you go to hell. That message is not for believers. No. The, once somebody becomes a believer, there's another dimension of repentance that you must teach the person. You have to now go deep into the foundations of repentance. What repentance can really do to a person right from the person's blood. And I've talked about repentance. And I spoke concerning repentance, not repentance that repent or else you go to hell. That one, ah, <laughs> that one is not for believers. If a believer must repent, 
the repentance of a believer is unto a certain glorious thing. Let me tell you. Do you know that, let's say, your, your great grandfather was a womanizer, your grandfather was a womanizer, your father was a womanizer, and you are also a womanizer. If you repent right now, that thing can cut off and it will not transcend to your children. Do you know that? Yes. So at that point, what repentance is doing to you is that repentance is cutting off certain bloodline and generational patterns. It is not to tell you if you don't repent, you go to hell. That is not what we say to believers. So repentance has its strongest power in a person's blood. There is a change that happens in a person's blood that can run through generations when the person repents. This is what as a believer you need to know and understand. Not that repent or else you go to hell. That one is not... He said, Papa, please, can't it be that among the believers there is someone who has fallen or still engaging in some unbelievable attitude? That does not mean the person is not a believer. Get that. If you are a believer and you are into sin, it does not mean you are, you are an unbeliever. And that one, you need to actually understand what you, the sin you are doing is doing to yourself. So, as a believer, is why Paul, when he was talking to believers, he made mention of something. He said, he that fornicates sins against his own body. He did not even mention God. said if you if you fornicate you are sinning against your own body and when you know what you are doing to your body when you sin you will repent and because children get their bodies from both their mothers and fathers when their mothers sin against their own body they transfer the sin in their bodies to their children And getting the understanding of this one will let you know. Then you begin to think like a matured man. You repent because of generations ahead of you. Anybody that does something because of generations ahead is a man now growing into maturity. Because children think of the now. But mature people think of generations unborn and the future. This is the true understanding of repentance to a believer.
So get that. You don't preach to a believer. Repent or you go to hell. Repent. Repent or you go to hell. You are, you are, you are. What? <laughs> you are causing the angels of God to be grieved over the message you are preaching. Papa, please, in one of our fellowship, the leader said, Don't worry, I'm going to take questions. See, I'm going to take questions because if I try to take questions and answer them now, I will not be able to finish what I want to finish. Uh, so, so for, I'll, I'll handle that. All right. So, we'll, we'll handle the matter of the milk and go deep and break things down. All right. Now, so once a child who is a breathless keeps taking the sincere milk of the word of God, the child begins to grow and grow. He will grow from, and you see, the same word breathless, which is a newborn baby, can also mean a fetus. Fetus is actually a child that is still in the mother's womb that has not yet been born. <laughs> the same word, breathless. So if you are breathless, you are a, a new, you are a baby. It is either you are still in your mother's womb or you have been born. There is no difference. Aish. That is why you, not, you need not to remain a child. You need not to remain a child. Because there are things when God is giving these things to his people, there are things he will never give to a child. Not at all. Look at the people that give their phones to their children. After two days, not the phone, not to Zoom, not say. Now say out of four. So there's some fathers and mothers, they will never give their phones to their children. Because they know the value of their phone. So there are things God will never give to you if you are a child. Even though you are a child of God. But listen, there is a child of God. There is a son of God. And there is a man of God. They are not the same. We have a child of God, a son of God, and we have man of God. They are not the same. Once a person is born again, he is a child. And you grow from being a child to sonship 
And when we say somebody has entered into sonship, a son is somebody. So you see, this is, if I, I give birth to a bouncing baby boy, I will call him my son. But that my son is a child. I am calling him my son because he is a male child. But there is another dimension of sonship. It does not only mean that the child is a male child. At that point of sonship, it is called adoption. At that point, the child can become an heir of what belongs to me, the father. So the child can inherit what belongs to me. So if I have 10 cars, I can give two to that my son and he can drive it. But if that my son is two years old, I cannot give that car to that my son because he is still a child. Are you getting the picture? So we have children of God. We have sons of God. Sons of God are those that have matured to a place where they can inherit what is their father's. You don't remain there. You get to a place called you, you being a man of God. A man of God. And in the place of you being a man of God, that is where there is another realm which I will talk about not now. Kabombolo to Sapai. So the word of God says that God bless you, prophet of God. Prophet Samuel Ayanto, God bless you. I said, sons are those that have matured to a realm where they can inherit what belongs to their fathers. But you move from sonship even to the realm of being a man of God. And get this, it is one thing to be a son of God and another thing to be a man. Even for you to be a son of God, you need power. John chapter 1 verse 12, the Bible says that and them that received him, he gave them power to become. He didn't say he gave them power so that they are, they are now sons of God. No, he gave them power so that they will become. So it is the power that actually calls you to become a son. It does not mean the day you received him, now you are a son. It does not work like that. Then so when we read the book of Romans chapter 8, I think verse 19, the Bible said, as many as are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God. So if you are not led by the Spirit, you are not a son, you are a child. If you are not led by the Spirit, because many of you, you are led by your own emotions. What you feel like doing is what you do. You are not a son, you are, you are a babe. There is no power that is making you a son. And that power is what God told the disciples to go and wait and receive in the upper room. In Acts chapter 1 verse 8. He said, you shall receive power when the Holy Ghost come upon you. It is the Holy Ghost 
that bears witness with our spirit that we are sons of God. Nobody can become a son of God without the Holy Ghost. And when the Holy Ghost comes, He comes with power to make you a son. And how He makes you a son of God is when you begin to follow His leadings and promptings. Anytime you choose your own way outside the Holy Ghost's way, you are not a son. You are a child. And if you are a child, you cannot inherit certain things of God the Father. This is why the Bible said, Healing is the bread of the children of God. Ayaresa. Healing is the bread of the children of God. Children of God. So, for healing to manifest, first, the, the person that needs healing must, must be sick. The person that needs healing must be sick before healing can come. So, that means children of God can fall sick. But there is another dimension where the person... Healing that is not the, your bread. But there is a dimension where you begin to walk in what we call divine health. <laughs> At that point, whether healing likes it or yes, healing is your second name. You don't you are not just healed, you give healing. Oh bakati supakatai. You give healing. The same way, it is one thing to be blessed and another thing to be a blessing. To be blessed is for yourself, but to be a blessing is unto others. So anytime everything is about yourself, 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 you are only blessed, you are not matured. That is why, you see, most of the time, it is children that ask their father for things. So anytime, God, give me a good husband. God, give me a car. God, give me marriage. God, give me traveling. God, give me this. God, give me this. You are a child. Sons and men of God don't ask for things. They ask God, God, what do you want me to do for you? Ayapakupalakatasa. There is a realm you get to. You don't ask for money. Money begins to look for you. Because where you are, it is a realm. It is a realm. You have to understand spiritual maturity. There is a realm in God. Every day, we are about getting there. We are about getting there. We are now about to dive deep into the waters of God's word. There is a realm in God. I want to tell you something. Hey, if you are still having anxiety problems, if you are still having bad dreams, if you are still having fear issues, you have not grown, you have not matured to a point, you have not, not, you have not started working in the, in the realm of the new creation. Because in the new creation realm, fear is far away from the new creation. Because all things have passed away. When a man enters into the new creation, the first sign of a new creation man is when he can appear at different places at the same time. It is called translocation. 
multi locations. The first sign of a new creation man is when he can appear at so many places at the same time, not in a dream. Not in a vision, but physically. Where physically you are in Ghana, and at the same time, you are in five countries at the same time. Go and ask Philip how the Holy Ghost took him into different countries to preach the word of God. Go and ask Jesus how, when he was resurrected from the dead, he appeared to almost 500 people at the same time, the same minute, the same hour, the same second. This is when we say a man has gotten to the realm of the new creation. At that point, all things have passed away. At that point, you need not to get a lorry fare before you can go to one country. At that point, you need not to take get plane ticket before you, you, you take the flight. No, at that point, you enter your room. You go on your knees and say, Father, and you appear at anywhere you want to go. It is the beginning of the realm of the new creation. It is that realm that the devil is so much afraid of. It is that realm that when men stand, nations begin to gather. It is that realm that when men stand, it looks like a trumpet has sounded for all people to gather. It is at that realm that when an invitation comes, even a stadium cannot accommodate the people that have come to listen to the voice of God from one man. It is that realm where a man, even unto a certain Archbishop can enter even into Australia and Archbishop like Archbishop Benson Idahosa. He entered into Australia and he entered when he entered almost all the people that were there were Muslims. And when he shakes them, they started falling under the power. They started falling under the power. The man never uttered a word. The presence of the man alone started causing a shift. It is that realm that took Catherine Coleman that is chief started preaching and people who met him started falling down. It is that realm that carried a woman by name Maria Woodworth Ita to a realm where she was preaching and she started suspending in the air. She started suspending. She started suspending while she was preaching. It was that realm that she was preaching and her soul left her body and she was suspending in the atmosphere. Nothing brought her down. She suspended in the atmosphere whilst her soul had left and was in heaven. For 15 days, she was suspended. Nobody left the church auditorium because they were waiting for her soul to return. This woman was hanging in the atmosphere, hanging on the altar. Nothing was holding her. Nothing lifted her up. Her soul was gone to heaven. For 15 days, people tarried in the church, waiting for the soul of Maria Woodworth Ita to return. And the moment the soul returned, she continued preaching after 15 days. Hey, what a realm. Again. Bakata. Oh God, carry your people to the realms of maturity. Molua equals There is a realm. There is a realm. My God. This is the beginning of what we call the new creation. The beginning, oh, the beginning. Hey, a man called Charles Finney got to a, a place to preach. When he got there, all the sinners in the in the place ran to the police station and they started, "We are sinners. We want to give our lives to Christ." The man never uttered a word. Everybody ran to the police. We are sinners. We want to give our lives to Christ, and they said, "Go to the stadium." I think Charles Finney is there, and when they got there, they all got saved. 
the presence of one man the presence of one man can bring a certain atmosphere of god as if it is a blanket that is covering people you are not of your will again there is a certain force what a realm what a realm god bless you apostle fred god bless you man of god god bless you there is a realm people of god there is a realm when a man was denied a certain visa and he said me you want to deny me a visa i will go to the country without a passport and he entered by teleportation hey i know men that have traveled to nine about 125 countries they do not have passports they do not even they do not know any embassy but they have been to many countries they have preached the word of god with power they have healed the sick they have raised the dead this is the beginning of the new creation why are we living below ourselves why are we living like mere men why 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 are we living like mere men no no we need to rise there is a realm of maturity that god is calling us into he said leave the first principles of the doctrines of christ and move on to the place of perfection and maturity people of god perfection is a realm it is possible they told us that we are human beings that sin can never depart from us it is a lie it is a lie i know a man that lived on earth that never sinned his name is jesus and he is the one we are following that is why we are Christians he said if you follow me look unto me for I am your the author and finisher of your faith as we begin to follow the Lord keenly he lift us to realm where sin do not have even dominion over our lives we get to the realm where we overcome sin we get to the realm where sin is very afraid to get close to us because we are living beyond it when the enemy shall come in as a flood the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him i see god lifting men to the place of maturity i see god building sacrifice in the heart of people yes people will burn the midnight candles they will not sleep again no matter what the doctors will say sleep is good for your body they will say leave me alone and no men that never slept and they never died if i give my ears to biology if i give my ears to chemistry i will not follow the things of god i forgo chemistry and I followed the patterns and the pathways of the spirit. I know somebody that never ate nor drink for 40 days. He never developed ulcer. He never died. Why are you telling me that if I fast for only three days, I will get ulcer? It is the voice of the devil. They don't want me to enter into the realm of maturity. That is why they are telling you these things. You are not a human being. You are a new creation. Mukua akilu aku akalata. You are not a human being. The only the least thing a man can become is a human being. The least thing a man can become is a human being. The word human being actually speaks of the word humus. Humus speaks of the soil. The soil. So anytime you say I am a human being, you are referring yourself back to the dust of the ground. Back to the dust of the which is a lower self level, a lower self-esteem. There is a higher self. There is a higher self. Hey, hey, hey. There is a higher self that 
that God is calling us to walk therein. And in that realm, Molailo Sombre Izo Kapaluna Atuskipaita. Hey, Madigidigidigata. Nothing will rise against us. There are realms of the spirit beckoning on our souls. We need to dive in the waters of the spirit. The Lord is lifting men into maturity. The Lord is going to cause men to sacrifice. We are not of them that are only looking for marriage. How can we live our lives and focus everything on our lives on traveling, on marriage? How can we live our lives and focus all the matters of our lives on, on, on relationship? What, what are we? What are we? What are we? We are people we focus on these things all the time. We are people that God cannot entrust glorious and beautiful treasures into our hands. But men that have come to the place of maturity, that do not ask things from God, God would rather come to them and say, what do you want? And they say, God, give us wisdom. Men like Solomon. And what actually caused God to come and ask Solomon what he wanted was as a result of sacrifice. Sacrifice is the vehicle into maturity. It is the vehicle into maturity. If you cannot sacrifice, you cannot be a matured personality. If you cannot sacrifice, you cannot go into the realm of sonship and into the realm of being a man of God. We need to learn the way of sacrifice. We need to come to the place where we die for others. We need to come to the place. Emozo, we need to come to the realm of sacrifice where we can wait on God for something. And after 30 years, when we see that thing, we can still sacrifice that same thing unto God. Hey, hey. He said, Gather my people unto me, them that have covenant with me by sacrifice. There is a certain kind of covenant that is cut between a man and God when the man sacrifices. Hey, hey, hey. So God could see a lot of people, but he said, as for David, he's a man after my own heart. My God, God is lifting men to the place of maturity. God is lifting men to the place of maturity. God is lifting men to the place of maturity. Thank you, Jesus. I just saw three angels right now. I saw three angels right now. I saw three angels right now. Waving something in their hands like a white handkerchief. Ah, Mabadaba Tumakatai. Fleminongo Shimalakus. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Let's get to the place of maturity. You can't spend all your life on marriage. What are? What kind of low self-esteem is that? The only time you go to God in prayer is about your traveling. It's about your business. It's about your job. It's about your marriage. You are a babe. You are a child. God cannot put heavier matters into your hands. No. 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 There are men that are fasting right now as I'm talking to you. People are on the mountaintop. They have been there three months. No food, no water. And all that they are praying for is that God, let people be saved. God, let your spirit go throughout the world and cause men to be saved. If God is rewarding people, you that spent 14 days fasting and praying only for your marriage, do you think God will give you a great reward? That reward is the marriage you received. 
There are men, they don't think of themselves. They have denied themselves. Jesus said, if you want to follow me and be my disciple, deny yourself. Take up your cross and follow me. Hey, this is the place of maturity. It is sacrifice. How can Jesus meet a man on the seashore by name Peter who has a wife and children? And all of a sudden, Jesus will say, follow me. And the man has forgotten about his wife and children. Hey, naturally, people will say he's not wise, but it is a work of sacrifice. Hey, it is not possible until the Holy Ghost is at work in a man. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. So once you are born again, you are a breathless, a newborn baby. There is no difference between you and the baby that is yet to be born. Because you are all breathless. And what you need to feed on is the sincere milk of the word of God. And actually broke down the sincere milk as the foundations, the first principles of the oracles of God. The basic truths of God's word. And we will handle that next time. We will we'll take each, each one of them and go deeper into the understanding. So right now you have known your level. If you are at breakfast, you know. If you are still struggling with the matter of baptisms, you know that you are breakfast. <laughs> if you are still struggling with the matter of laying on of hands, you know you are still breakfast. If you are still struggling, it doesn't matter how long you have been a Christian. That one is not your spiritual growth. It is not your maturity in the spirit. All right. So after a child has partaken of the breast milk, which is the first principles of the word of God, the child now moves to a realm where the child starts taking water. So most of the times when you give birth, they will tell you, don't give the child water before this time. Give the child only breast milk. So water is also a dimension of God's word. And water comes along with certain liquid foods like porridge. That one is also a dimension of God's word. So the child that is taking breast milk is different from the child that is taking water and certain liquid foods because they are all children but there has been a slight shift in maturity. One was called breakfast but the other one that is taking water and other dimensions of liquid foods is not known as breakfast, it is known as nepios. Nepios. N-E-P-I-O U.S. Nepius. N-E-P-I-O-U-S. Nepius. And when a child gets to the stage of a Nepius, it is from that realm that we see that the child 
is not well acquainted with human wisdom. First Corinthians chapter three. First Corinthians chapter three. Verse 1, the Bible said, And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto, unto you as unto spiritual people, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. Hey! He said, verse 2, he said, I have fed you with milk and not with meat. For hitherto you were not able to bear it, neither yet now are ye able. So, brothers and sisters, when I was with you, I found it impossible to speak to you as those who are spiritually mature people. <laughs> For you are still dominated by the mindset of the flesh. And because ye are immature infants in Christ, hey, an infant that is immature. <laughs> Oh my goodness. And one of the signs of a babe in Christ is that that babe in Christ is a carnal Christian. A carnal Christian. And the other version said, you are dominated by the mindset of the flesh. By the mindset of the flesh. I remember somebody that called me from the U.S. We were here with the person in Ghana and the person traveled to the U.S. When the person got the time came, she was sick. And she called me. I was praying for her. And the Holy Ghost ministered to me that let her take water, bless the water and let her drink. She will be free. I told her, take water. I'm, I'm blessing the water for you to drink. She just told me that, man of God, I just, I just finished drinking water. I can't drink water again. Look at this. So can now and Oradinami. Can now Christians, can now. And many of us, we pray to God from canal mindsets. I'm telling you. And I keep saying this, when Hannah was looking for a baby, she prayed from a carnal mindset because Penina was mocking her. And Hannah said, Lord, give me a baby so that Penina, my rival, will know that I am not barren. And God said, uh, if you continue to have this carnal mindset, I will, you will never get the baby. Because the baby I am going to give you is not for the purpose of you showing your rival that you are not barren. But the baby I'm going to give you is for the purpose of my kingdom. And when Hannah 
continued praying that give me a child so that Penina would know that I'm not buying. God never answered her. But the very day she bought into the mind of God and realized that there was no prophet on the land of Israel, no vision, no voice of God. She went to God and said, God, give me a man child and I will give him back to you. Then God appeared and said, Ah, you have now stepped out of carnality into spirituality. A year by this time, a man child will come out of your womb. My God. So Paul said, When I came among you, I found it impossible to speak to you as spiritual, mature people. Hey! How they were Christians who Christians, the church of Corinth, Christians, when Paul entered, Paul could not speak to them as spiritual mature people. He said, I found it impossible. Because when you speak to them about something, they say, Ah, what are you trying to say? When you say uh, when we partake of the holy communion, we are eating of the body and the blood of you, they'll say, Ah, are you to- what, what are you saying? This is bread, though, and this is wine. This is bread and this one. What are you saying? They cannot discern the lost body. Immature people. Say, ah, this is bread that we bought from Auntie C. And this is wine that we got from Kofi How can we partake of this and you are saying we are eating of the body of Jesus and, and the blood? Don't understand who you are. Nepius. So a Nepius is a canal immature Christian. They can't grasp spiritual things. They are too heavy for them. They are Christians, but they are carnal. This is why I keep telling you that it is one thing to be a Christian. And another thing to be a spiritual Christian. Look at what some of the signs of a carnal Christian. First Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11. A carnal Christian is a babe known as a nepius. First Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11. Paul said, When I look at the signs, you just look at this. Paul said, When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child and I taught as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. Ah, look at what Paul is saying. He said, when I was a child, I spoke. So first, if you are a child, the first thing you do is you speak. And later you understand what you have spoken. Then later you now think of it. Look at this. It is actually the other way around. Because if you are a man, if you have grown in God, you first think of something, then you understand what you have thought of. 
It is in the understanding that you know whether you are supposed to say it or not. Then after the understanding, you now speak. But if you are a child, you will speak of something first before you understand what you have spoken, before you think of it. And later you now tend to be like calibers. When you say, ah, everybody made So children speak before they understand what they have spoken, before they think about it. But mature people first give a thought of what they want to say. They understand their thoughts, then they now speak. So every carnal Christian does things haphazardly. They don't know what they are doing. They just choose things anyhow. They don't know how to consult the Holy Ghost. They choose wives and husbands anyhow then later they struggle in marriage and there are certain things too that if you're a carnal Christian the devil will always play with you Ephesians chapter 4. Verse 14, the Bible said, That we henceforth be no more children, tossed to and fro, and carried about with every wind of doctrine, by the slight of men, and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. So a carnal believer is one that can easily be deceived. They will tell you, if you put on earrings, you are going to hell. And you have believed it strongly, thinking that is what God has said. You are a carnal Christian. You are not spiritual. natural artificial artificial when people are washing their hair making it nice why we need be adding a me I'm almost your meeting your move I'm a dish I'm putting out the idea of meeting me that they will go to hell it will shock you oh now say oh you will you see those people in heaven now only now hell I see how baby I see how I like a Jackson mode Area Mohono, yeah, <laughs> follow me. Hey, mature, it be another. When I hear people say, Man of God, if you're a lady and you wear trousers, is it a sin or not? I will remove my, my shoe and slap you with it. <laughs> Okay, 
the 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 Odi Yesu di. The biasa ni ema wia na wo de onam na obuze bisa. Kebe na obi ni. Se be ma de o se u jina u trini na ma trini u fu na ma abaju se fu u u tia u nche na mi eni muniam. Look at all this nonsense. As many as are led by the Spirit, if only you want to fulfill God's demands, be led by the Holy Ghost. That is all. Be led by the Holy Ghost, and when you are led by the Holy Ghost, there are certain things you will, you will never do. You know, be never force or say any. You will never do them. One of them, gossip. Unkonkon will never inspire you to gossip about somebody. So if you are still gossiping about a person, you are not matured. Yes, those times there were no trousers. Even Jesus was wearing a, a, a cloth that was you straight like that. It, it was called straight dress. <laughs> Jesus was wearing a straight dress, oh, straight, no trouser, nothing. And now trousers have come. They are saying that if you're a lady and you wear trousers, but they will be made in a minute. So no one can say I'm wearing them. No bonus for from a man who's in a male order. We need to grow. We need to grow. Eh? Bon samahu. Oma wo nante nante immaturity stage ne children dimensions na. Eh? There are certain things that if you are a child in in Christ, oh jai, you will lose them all the time. The first thing is that it will be very easy for the devil to deceive you. Every wind of doctrine can deceive you if you are a child. The second disadvantage to you is that God cannot put weightier matters in your hands, not at all. You cannot be an immature pastor, and God will bring people that are mature to you for you to train. What are you training them in? All right. So now, when a person moves from breakfast, which is the point of taking breast milk as a newborn baby, the person moves to a dimension in the same period of a child. At that point, the person has not been able to speak. At that point, the person is doing ma 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 and those things. No clear language. Still eating of. Porridge and other liquid foods. The child is called an abuse. And when you are an abuse, you can't handle certain things. 
Galatians chapter 4, verse 1. God will not entrust bigger things to you. The Bible says, Now I see that the heir, as long as he is a child, differeth nothing from a servant, though he be lord of all. ISV says, Now what I am saying is this, As long as an heir is a child, he is no better off than a slave, even though he owns everything. Hey! God bless you, woman of God. Prophetess Jane Kwashi, a salute grace of mommy. The Bible said, as long as the one, your father is a king, and you are the male child, and yet they are, you are the one supposed to sit on the throne. But if you are two years old and your father dies, it means that two years old, it won't work. So at that point, you and that servant that has been sweeping the palace, there is no difference between the two of you. Because none of you can sit on the throne. Suppose that now, this is what I am saying. The heir to those things that God has said, the one that is supposed to inherit all those things, so long as he is a child, there is no difference between him and a slave. Even though he owns everything, your father's car or say what the amount, but you are two years old. Go and drive for us to see. At that point, two years old, you cannot drive. You are immature. Your father too has told that servant in the house that he should never touch the car. He shouldn't drive it. So now the servant cannot drive. You too, you cannot drive. So what is the difference between both of you? There is no difference. But when a man grows to the point of sonship. Spiritual maturity is, is a must. We are not just going to heaven. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Ah, somebody is eating right now. Honey, did you know? Where is Pedro? Benedict, where are you? He's not here. I see. Alright, alright. We'll continue from that side. Okay, so let me give the next dimension, then we'll continue. The next dimension, after a child has moved from the Nepal stage, he enters into a realm known as the Pideon. The Pideon. First John chapter two, 
verse 13. First John chapter 2. Verse 1 downwards. Verse 1 downwards. There is John. John started speaking and he said, First John chapter 2, verse 1. He said, My little children, I write you these things so that you may not violate God's law and sin. <laughs> so those who violate God's law and sin, they are called little children. And that word little children there is the word technon. Technon. That is another dimension. You let's pick the next dimension. Right from the pews, you hit the point of the pideon. Pideon. The pideon is 1 John chapter 2, verse 18. First John chapter 2, verse 18. He didn't even say children. Pideon, P-A-I-D-I-O-N. P-A-I-D-I-O-N. Pideon. <laughs> I like that. What's up, Pabe? Which, which version is that? He said boys. Into bracket lads. It is the last. <laughs> My God. This also said, Dear children, amplified. Wow, it's a voice. It is the last time, the last hour, the end of this age. And as you have heard that the Antichrist is coming, even now many Antichrists have arisen, which confirms our belief that it is the final time. So, when a person becomes a pideon, the person has now is supposed to understand a certain dimension of God's word, which speaks of the end of the age. The end of the age. If you don't know the end of the age at this point, <laughs> then you have not even gotten to that realm called little children. What is the end of the age? Many of you think oh, it is when the, the world will be destroyed with fire. You have missed it. You need to understand. <laughs> if you don't understand the end of the age, that one is for little children. 
If you don't understand that one, there's a little children who don't qualify. Because of what Kofi Adam said, you're a quencher. It's true, pa. So you have not even qualified to Pideon level. Hey! You don't know the matters of Antichrist. When we went to the mountains, we started speaking of these things. And many of you were shocked when you understood that Antichrist has its full manifestation in Islam. Many of you didn't know anything about this one. Yes, the 66. If you don't understand this one to the dimensions, then, sorry to say, you have not even gotten to the dimension of little children. You are still either a breakfast or an abuse. Now we know we are not matured. Now we know. This one is just in the word of God, though. Because there are two main streams of spiritual maturity. The first one is in the word of God, and the second one is in the spirit of God. So we are actually talking about the dimension of the word of God. You know, we crown call the realms of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> hey. Word of God, because two things gave birth to you the Word of God and the Spirit of God. So you mature in both. Once you are maturing in the Word, you are maturing in the Spirit. In the Word, the Nimpu na Unyandu na Piosi, any spirit in there, Semaba. Tina de Osoria, who could not park a subbomb pine or you shin in Iaware. According to Eduma Sika, Usa Unfisa, when God is looking for mighty people to stand for His kingdom, He won't count you among them. Unfreumpu. When we are, when God is raising an army, Unkofa, that army personality na ujina intokwana no ano afine yere no. Yee obesi si. Yee samirezi ma oyedempo. Yee me 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 jese yee eh masak. Get out of the war front. Kofi ne ne man unkoba ampeni skipping. There's no shortcut in spiritual maturity. <laughs> By force. by force. sister fight for the nation. Now you saw how the hey guy, you saw how the hey, you saw how the hey boy, hey, hey, free and so called copper, it's a hobby a bit now. Then a man, uncle, a cocotino. A balaga to palacatai.
You want to become a police officer like Queen、uh, Sira, but who to now you must show. ファンサンのボカーのほう。ねえ、おでんのおんさにんファンスとうみやでボカーほう。にゃもうびやし。おわびじゃんこんた。All right, all right, we have just five minutes for this session to end. So we are going to end here at Pideon. We are ending here at Pideon. God willing, tomorrow we are going to continue with the rest so that you will know your level. You see, I mean, say I can go be to me, so we'll move, baby. I will go and get the energy. Somebody said, Okay, I'm still a babe. <laughs> okay, so I'm just giving three opportunities for three people to ask any question. Any question. Three questions. I'm taking three questions. Let's be quick. Your time now. In general, so now. Session no a closey. Three questions. Let's go. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hey, no question. Okay, if there's no question, fine. Somebody said, Please, what do you mean by being spiritually minded as a Christian? It is when a person gives his entire mind to God's principles and kingdom. When a person is led by the Spirit, what the Spirit wants is what the person does. Philippians chapter 2. Verse 5, the Bible said, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. Let this mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. So there is a mind that was in Christ. It is that mind that you need. When you get that mind, that is when we say you are spiritually minded. You mind things of the Holy Ghost. You do not mind things of your own. When you have money, the first thought that comes to your mind is the kingdom of God. Not your own self, how to buy shoes and, and,、um, and clothes and those things. Once those things begin to eat up in your mind, You are not spiritually minded. You are carnally minded. And to be carnally minded is death. What is the motive 
behind the prayer you are praying that God give me a good marriage. What is the motive? The motive actually is speaking whether you are spiritually minded or carnally minded. Why are you praying that God should give you money? The motive alone, if the money is not to support God's kingdom, you are actually walking in dimension of carnal mindset. All right. So yes, some of us are This is to challenge you that you need growth. Madache, be unsorry, be unsorry. And grow. And Paben said that the place is the child of God the same as the friend of God. No, 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 no. Not at all. Not at all. In fact, in our relationship with God, the highest relationship that a man can ever attain with God is to be the friend of God. It is the most highest dimension of our relationship with God to be God's friend anybody that is a friend of God is a father to men and we will get there the highest level too of our growth in the kingdom is when you become a father it is called pater pater when you become a father we will talk about that side and when you become a father you know the footprints of God. You carry, you, you are like a remnant to the rest of the generations. Say, generation, God will direct people to you. Do you know that when Paul encountered Christ and he went blind, Christ did not even open the eyes of Paul. Jesus Christ told Paul to go and look for another man by name Ananias. How can Jesus Christ himself direct Paul to another man? That man was a father. He was a custodian of the secrets of God. They are men that have walked with God over generations. They know when a bird flies, they know what God is trying to say. So to be a friend of God is a higher relationship that a man can attain with God. Anybody that is a friend of God is a father to men. We'll go deep into all these things, God willing, tomorrow. We have just one minute. God bless you all and keep you strong. He said, Papa, please, how do you learn all this? How many years? <laughs> Don't worry. With time, you will understand. Lord bless you all and keep you strong. I pray that the impartation of the knowledge of God will rest upon your spirits and your hearts in jesus precious mighty name may the lord open your eyes to understand deeper things in the spirit in jesus mighty name right after here i'm going to upload this message so please you can nana kosia susan i love you more cries of mommy god bless you god bless you for your sacrifices and everything so please i'm going to upload the message right on um right after the the session so please god bless you man of god prophetess jane kwashi i respect god's grace and anointing upon your life god bless you god bless you god bless you all 
God bless you all. Once you get the message, just share it. Download it and listen to it. And let it be a blessing to other people. God bless you all and keep you strong. If you want to support the work of God, the number is 0240312551. 0240312551. Keep supporting God's work. The Lord will be a great blessing to your destiny. We shall meet God willing tomorrow in the afternoon for lunch prayer fire. Aduakwas ikolua atimikapai. Bye bye.